Fantasy Football Podcast back. Trey, Bryce, week 13. Can you hear me? Are you there? Loud and clear, buddy. All right, week 13, we're doing it. You guys are in the playoff push, or at least just trying to jockey for position there in your seating. Uh, I'm very excited for this weekend. I'm just excited just in general because, one, this is we are coming towards the end of the season, which means we have less football than we have. Than you know, uh, than before. So uh, it's almost over. Uh, enjoy it while you have it. But a lot of good games to go over this week. Uh, we'll be going over some player prop bets again, some DFS. Uh, but first, wanted to get into some surprise, surprise right out the gate because I know that uh, and Trey and and I know you're surprised by the refs in the Texans game this past weekend, but. Uh, are there any other surprises that you're just looking back? At? I know we talked about Pittman even uh, dynasty, but uh, anybody else just this season that you're pissed about even, or that you're just surprised that you just had them nowhere on your board? <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot I could say right there. Uh, but off the top of my head, um, the Lions offense, I probably should have got a lot more pieces of that. Um, I got St. Brown only, but I mean, Montgomery, I was highly underrated uh, yeah. on him. And uh, their defense is so bad, which I guess that's unpredictable, but that, that just helps everything out. So a rookie tight end, golf's up and down, but more up. And um, now you're getting this Jamison Williams cat, you know, high draft pick, was supposedly the best receiver in the draft until he uh, tore his knee up in the championship game right before the draft. So it's a, it's been a long wait for him. But he's starting to, to do some other things, not just the Deshaun Jackson stuff. So. Uh, they're an interesting team. I got Hooker in Dynasty. Um, they're saying he's finally practicing as of, I think, last week. Uh, golf, let's see what they do with him moving forward. And um, uh, maybe this guy Hooker get a shot and at a quarterback competition. You never know what can happen. Yeah, P. Uh, I know Trey was on this guy, P. Uh, and it wasn't that I wasn't on the guy, but uh, I've been very pleasantly surprised with uh, Mr. Purdy. Uh, for the Niners, uh, it's not that I thought that he would be bad. I just didn't expect that he would be consistently good uh, this early. I expected him to have a few, a few or more bad games, uh, but uh, he seems to have minimized all of the bad for the most part and allowed the skill players around him to do the job. So, have you been impressed with Purdy? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, he's uh, solidified himself. You know, a lot of people still had questions coming into the year. Uh, some of those questions were put at ease whenever they made the big move to trade Trey Lance away and really, you know, put all those doubters, all the uh, all the conversation. Uh, there was stuff about Sam Darnold coming into the year. Uh, Brock Purdy put all that shit to rest with his play on the field, especially weeks uh, three, four, five. Big stretch, 20 plus points each game. Uh, had a little down stretch with the concussion, but has really bounced back. Uh, not his best game last week against Seattle with the uh, another interception, uh, but we've got uh, all in all just an, an, an extremely efficient year. Nineteen touchdowns, six picks, uh, just very very efficient. So he seems to put this up offense about, just likes he need to do it. You know, 20, 20, 
20 plus fantasy points a week, you know, and even if it's just right at 20, like that's a good average that you would like to get out of your quarterback in fantasy football. Right. So I'm just, would you think he's a top 10 guy next year drafting? I, I think so. I think uh, yeah. maybe, maybe right around the top 12, but yeah, yeah. If, uh, depending on how the chips fall, he's definitely a QB one going forward uh, in, in this system. As long as CMC and uh, and Debo and Kittle and all the all the weapons, the weapons come back, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the O line as well. You want to keep the O line intact, but uh, no, man, it's uh, it's it's amazing. He's uh, he's making plays with his feet even every now and then, uh, if not uh, rushing for. He's got a, he had a game a couple weeks back with fifty seven rushing yards, so he can. Uh, he's a little bit sneaky mobile. He's uh, very very quick quick release, quick uh, quick witted, quick minded, quick. Uh, all the stuff that Kyle wants him to do, he's got, uh, <laughs> he's, got he's, he's got it all in his bag. Exactly, yeah. So uh, he's he's Who's humble. He's got a he, he's got the leadership and the humble. Uh, I think he's a guy that the team can get behind. Uh, it's going to be big to see. I hope he stays healthy this year, and they can really see uh, what this team can do. Me and Trey were talking about it, and it seems like they've always got some kind of injury going into the postseason or in the postseason, or something always happens. I'd like to see this team really healthy all the way through and see if they can get the job done this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many injuries happened this weekend between the Eagles and the 49ers? I'm having yeah. chest pain. We'll see. I'm calling Let's see who gets through that one. That's going to be brutal. P, I have one more great one if you don't have a surprise. Uh, for sure. What do you got, Jay? I was just thinking, I am so surprised how I think we all would agree now with the owners that we need to protect the shit out of these quarterbacks because when they're injured, the gameplay is just downright terrible. I mean, there are not a lot of good quarterbacks to go uh, around. Right I want to talk about this. This right is I a mean, problem. Like, there's right. a lot of injuries, though. And I get it. Not all of some nah, of the old guys. But the backup suck. The starters suck. There's only about six good quarterbacks playing right now. Good, in my opinion. But, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's um. I don't know if the defenses are caught up or for lacking got hurt, talent. Man. man, even when they weren't hurt, I was seeing garbage play. What do you think, Rubel? I think I heard something interesting on a podcast. <clears throat> One thing that uh, maybe coaches and organizations should look into is a little bit of uh, maybe not college style where you play both quarterbacks, but if someone's not getting the job done on any given game, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, I'm not talking about benching Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, if your team's struggling, you know, it shouldn't be the uh, the craziest thing in the world to take out your, your quarterback and put in the backup just to see if he can provide a spark. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Kirk uh, Cousins for Dobbs, something like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. And even Dobbs for Nick Mullins the other night when Dobbs loses his yeah, fourth interception. Yeah, like, I just agree. just put, just try someone else. You know, like it took 12 games of Zach Wilson being awful for them to try something else. You know, we've seen uh, Mac Jones keep getting rolled out there. Like, put Bailey Zappi out there, put Malik Cunningham out there. Like, it shouldn't be the most unheard of thing just to try something else out try something new just to see if you can get a spark it doesn't mean that's the end of your quarterback's career and if they're so mentally fragile that they're going to go into a shell if they get benched one game then maybe that's not your guy anyway you know what i'm saying so like i just i just think that maybe it can toughen these guys up you know maybe let them know your, your spot isn't guaranteed maybe it can give them a different perspective to, yes, to watch the from the sidelines so yep. There's just there's multiple different ways to to put wins together. Every win in the NFL is tough, and if you just can you know 
get a good series or two out of a, a Minshew type, you know, we, we used to see it out of Fitzpatrick, like guys would come off the bench hot, you know, and even Dobbs for a couple games there, they come off the bench hot and get you a win or two. That, that can be what you need. And then you go back to the other guy, you know, we used to see uh, uh, Phil Sims was a quarterback and then, you know, he, he gets hurt and then they go with a hostile or to Tom Brady's. I mean, Bledsoe's a quarterback. He gets hurt. They go with Tom Brady, you know, like, Sometimes the baton is passed. Sometimes it'll go back and forth. You know, Joe Montana and uh, Steve Young, we've seen this uh, time and time again. And nowadays it's just unheard of to try and, you know, look for a different option at quarterback. You have to stick with the guy that your your starter is. And so, I don't know. It's just my look on it. Well, let's talk about some games coming up this weekend, Jeff. It might feel good. It might sound a little something. But damn the game if it don't mean nothing. What is game? Who got game? Where's the game in life? Behind the game, behind the game. I got game. She got game. We got game. They got game. He got game. I got top game here. 49ers going to Philadelphia. Uh, I'm curious, uh, just from fantasy purposes, gentlemen, for the people at home, who do you have as your top two scorers on each team, sort of ranking like lead scoring and then the next guy up uh, from Niners and Eagles? No, I'll go CMC Ayuk, and I would pretty much roll that every week. Don't get cute. Uh, you just don't want to start the wrong guy. Each week can rock back and forth between him, Debo, and Kittle. So uh, Ayuk, to me, has the, 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 the highest target share, and um, he's doing the most with it. Um, and then I would roll, yeah, of course, CMC. What would you do on the Eagles, Rug? Uh, usually it would be probably A.J. Brown and Swift, but against this stout San Francisco front, I think I'm going to have to go with both receivers. Also with uh, Devontae having yeah. a nice resurgence lately and the uh, the absence of Goddard. He did this last year. Whenever Goddard went out, Devontae Smith's numbers went way up, so – We'll see. Goddard is questionable for this game, but I feel like even if he does play first game back, probably limited. So I'll go the two receivers, AJ and Devontae, hoping for a shootout. Yeah, hoping for a shootout. I got a feeling that this is going to be like a muscle match, you know, of, of those I'm lines. Worried. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a lot of gritted teeth out there, just grinding. <laughs> a lot of uh, snorting those uh, salts. Which I mean, remember. Blood Sometimes it means Debo. He comes riding around on his mm-hmm. bike on those yeah, tough dude. games. It, it'll comes out of nowhere. Like it, it's it's crazy. Like they rotate. It's a rotation. When the battles go down like that, you know the tough guys come out. A lot. Oh well, I want AJ Brown <laughs> definitely on my team. When we're oh yeah, no, he's gonna come out. Yeah, I expect oh, AJ sure. Brown and Debo, and both them are uh, both. Yeah. Did, didn't they play together at some point in college? No, uh, Ole Miss in South yeah. Carolina, I believe, oh, okay. but probably okay. played against each other growing yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I like thought that. they both went to Ole Miss. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was uh, DK. DK and AJ were the, uh, okay, the right. dynamic duo. Yeah, this, yes. Those two are probably the hardest guys to tackle out in the open at the receiver position, hands down. Well, yeah, we like both no, quarterbacks, so they're both going in either way. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But battles funny. Word. Trey mentioned I, it, man. We, we're going to see some, yeah. uh, so hopefully, avoiding some injuries in this game. I've got Purdy. I've got Ayuk, I've got Devante, I've got Hertz. Like I don't, I don't want any injuries because this is going to be a man. We, I talked about San Francisco; their guys just run through a wall, and uh, and it it leads to some great football. You know, they kick some ass, but it leads to uh, more injuries than a lot of other teams have. So 
Uh, fingers crossed, Jay. They've been lucky so far this year. Just so far this they gotta year. They got to be we'll changing see. what they do behind the scenes, like uh, practices and training camp, because I heard those were just the most brutal things of all time. And I think they had to tone that stuff back. Like, they, it, I mean, it's it's not just a coincidence, you know, that they're finally healthy. So, But in real life, I like uh, – it's funny. I like Purdy more in real life than fantasy um, just because their defense is always holding him back. And I like Hurts more in fantasy than real life. So it's going to be fun to see how that Purdy versus Hurts. Last time we saw it, um, Purdy was undefeated, took his first L, but was knocked out in the first half with the the bad elbow. Um, well, Trey, before so I get to – they never finished it. To be continued. It's going to be a great game. Uh, but there will be another great game this weekend. Before I get to that next great game, I just have one single bullet – on a turd bowl Can you fucking watch believe that I'm just looking out for, mostly for the coaches with the Chargers going to the Patriots. And it seems like both head coaches are have been under fire from the media, it seems, from trying to get a victory somewhere in there. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, so either way, uh, I like Ramondre Stevenson, but I'm curious to see which one of those coaches is more pissed off at the end of that game, though. So <laughs> Next good game. The good game is the uh, Broncos. Everybody's... These hot Broncos that people are starting to jump on. Oh, uh, these hot Texans that were hot up until this past weekend, but still hot. Both teams have six and five records. Both teams trying to make a stamp in this league. Trey, are you scared? Or are you confident? How do you feel about Russell Wilson traveling, playing against these Texans, D? Uh, pretty worried about it, man. Um, this, this defense, literally, once they gave up that 70 points, uh, it's been one of the best. <laughs> so it's just that's how life is, right? So uh, motivation's a hell of a thing, and uh, I think they're getting mocked and laughed at around the league. And they uh, they committed and turned it up. So it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. Three and a half point favorite us. Um, I think if they just let Stroud Cook be a pass first team, don't try to be a run first team, and not make it where he has to always cut, catch up and bring along the the back end and try to. Put it all on him. Let's uh, let's start out. I don't think uh, we play action off at all all well, so I'd rather pass first and sneak in runs off the as the changeup. So like, evenly matched game, him. like you said. Yeah, uh, like yeah. A, like a Josh Allen gets treated like a Mahomes. Like I think Stroud deserves that. Um, he shows he can do it, and I think every time we run, we pretty much force it. They know it's coming. We can't run block for shit. So Stroud at least can uh, run around. He was our leading rusher last game. Um, tells you everything, um, but. Yeah, I heard a stat. My brother told me it was over four seconds per pass, and he had 27 pressures, which was one of the highest in the league set uh, last week. So he was really running around so much, pulling Mahomes like against Tampa Bay and the, the Super Bowl. Like, just is this crazy? So he can do it. Let him do it and stop uh, getting his two, three yards of carry. Um, and the other thing is, uh, we've been seven games in a row. Crazy stat. We've been in all seven. They came down to the last 30 seconds whether we won or lost them. So we're one of those teams that <laughs> we're going to be exciting to watch. Uh, we always, I guess, keep it, uh, keep the other team involved, and uh, it's coming down to the last possession. Usually, coming down to that three-and-a-half points. <laughs> yeah, that three-and-a-half point favorite right there. P, like out of all the players that I'm going to toss out to you, we got Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams. We even got Singletary who's going to be playing better for the Texans. Uh, Nico and Tank. Uh, who are your top two guys that you like if you had to put them in your lineup? Out of all of them? Yeah. Um, man. 
I'm kind of scared that Sertain might be on Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm kind of lowering my expectations for him. Uh, it says Denver's still the 32nd ranked run D. I know that they've gotten better in general, but I think they're still somewhat of a run funnel defense. So I could see this as a Singletary bounce back game. Uh, Javante's a very high floor running back. Uh, lots of touches involved in the passing game. I feel like he's always good, uh, kind of a, a high-floor RB2. Uh, Sutton as well with the touchdowns. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with Trey's Texans options. I like uh, I like Tank Dell, and I probably like Singletary to maybe get back mm, in the end zone. That's how, you, that's how you beat. So as much as I say they should throw, 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 you, the way to beat them is running. Price hit it yeah. right on the head. And so I'm, I'm kind of caught in between two things here. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't agree. I don't disagree against this team. Uh, those corners, that pass rush, uh, running might be the game plan. Get uh, get Devin his 20, 20 carries again. He went over 100 yards two straight games against us, <laughs> inferior defenses, and I think this Denver Rundy is probably the way to attack. But if they don't get it going, you know, you they basically get four or five carries each or just one gets eight, nine carries, and it's not clicking, that's when, like, let it loose to the pass game earlier than later like bell and and you know what i'm trying to say bell and change yeah. plan b quicker instead of waiting the third quarter they, it just it's we did it against atlanta and carolina and stroud came back both times but it was just too late and then they had the last possession and, and then they oh made the field goals. but yeah so tank dell five touchdowns in his last four games you just can't stay yeah. out of the flames with this guy so he's definitely the number one option in this in this game in my opinion Denver, Denver it, five wins in a row and I'll say Last for Trey, for people who didn't see that Texans game, also missed that Tank probably could have had a lot more. He's just catching everything, even if they don't count. You know, seventy yards, bullshit call. A guy, basically, one guy was still in motion when he took off in motion by a millisecond. And I saw on Twitter they're like, Miami gets away with this shit all the time. Like when it's that close, they just tie go the runner. And then that two feet they got, he got in. My brother called. I was like, that's out. The person's like, nuts no, in. And I was like, no way. And uh, zoomed in, yeah, it's a millisecond, but it counts. There's clear footage showing two hands, two feet on the ground. And you, and and you saw almost the same thing later in the day in the Denver game with Troutman's catch on the sideline. Like, mm-hmm. it's 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 a millisecond where they can freeze the frame and show you that it's in, but that's what it was with Tank Dell. I, I don't care if it's, like, a half a second. It's freaking the foot. The, the camera yeah. don't lie. I didn't understand it at all. Yeah. So his 70 yards were left on the field. Uh, and hell, take Dell that fifty-yard bomb. The guy was on the ground, I believe, so he could have ran that to the house. Like you don't know, so he's killing it. Well, you guys saw that Chiefs game. Mister Rasheed got lots of targets. Do you guys believe, or just a one-off? Oh yeah, no, this is a necessity. You know, a necessity is the uh, the greatest route. You know, you gotta you gotta find it when you need it most. And man, there's just nobody else. Uh, Justin Watson was dominating the targets the, the previous game. Uh, Kadarius Tony was out. Uh, they had to call up old Richie James. He hadn't played since way early in the year. Sky Moore's a, a, a skinny running back playing receiver. So it's, 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 you're the only guy, you know, you're the, you're right. the last, you're last man standing. You're Tim Allen. And so, uh, that's, and he's pretty that's, good. He's pretty hey, that's, good. that's, that's the same thing, man. Uh, six, two, two Oh three. So he's definitely got the frame for it. But Love he's a yards after catch guy as well. So it's impressive when you can basically have the, uh, the frame 
to uh, to to compete on the outside, but then also do the the bubble screens, the the, the short drags, all the yards after catch stuff as well. So if we can just get this guy to maybe you know he's got a couple drops on the year, a little, little disappointed in that. But if we can uh, sure up the hands and uh, and teach him a full route tree, I think he could be someone to really watch going forward. But rest of the year, he's by far the Chiefs' receiver to own. Yeah, he finally got trusted more. They left him out there more and more snaps, and Mahomes was looking his way more. This is by far 10 targets. I mean, he he was uh, – I think I, – I don't have it pulled up right now, but I think I heard he went from 55% to about 75 and he's he was at involved 67 on a lot of this last week. Oh, he's yeah, at 67? 67. Yeah, but yeah, I think no. he was – if, ten, like he was ten, uh, ten targets was by far his most on the year, and 107 yards was also just by far his best game. Yeah, he's got to gain that Mahomes trust, and that's the first step in doing it. Well, gents, let's get into some halftime hits over unders. We got a number of ballers to go over, but we're getting into the fantasy numbers because these stats translate to fantasy points, people. So, let's get into that Thursday night game for those who are uh, trying to get this in before that Thursday night game. Uh, The Cowboys playing on Thursday night. Where are they playing? Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. That Seattle defense. We got the passing game that we're looking at here. Over under is Dak over one and a half touchdown. Taking over under one and a half touchdown uh, passing. I'll take the over five straight yeah, games that. of two or more, including games with uh, four, 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 and three touchdowns. So it's a uh, Dak is on a heater, and uh, the Seattle defense isn't uh, isn't scaring me. And uh, one thing that I know for sure are these Cowboys uh, when they are favorites at home are definitely going to kind of try and run that score up. And it's not like it's a short yeah. week for them either, right? I mean, they played yeah, last Thursday. Yeah. So. But both teams coming off a full week yeah. of who, uh, playing last Thursday. Who did they do that to recently at home? Was it the Giants where they just ran the shit up? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, four, 43 points, fantasy points for Dak that week. Yeah, they just kept throwing too. I was like, this is crazy. Mike you you over Trey? You over that too easily? Yeah, yeah, easily, easily. I, they they um, Pollard and Dowd will uh, get banged up uh, really easily. They've both been uh, eliminated participants uh, last two, three weeks in practice. So they just been saying, fuck it. Dax is good. Let him rip. You know, a lot of I attempts. Wish, a lot of passing. Yeah, attempts. I wish Stroud would get that luck. And, and CD's playing as good as any receiver not named Tyree Kill. So it's, uh, time. it's an awesome connection. Well, then throw out there Brandon Cooks over under 40 and a half yards. I'll take this as well. I think uh, he's definitely someone who can do it in one play. So uh, uh, pretty good for me. Uh, last week, 72. Week before, 42. Week before that, 173. He's uh, been heating up as the season's been going by, and he's the kind of type of guy who can uh, basically – do it, do it all in just a couple catches. You know what I'm saying? You don't need four, five, six catches. You can get two or three catches and hit that mark with Cooks. Trey? Yeah, his snaps kind of go up and down, you know. That's what's weird about it. Um, these other little shittier guys have I, – I think Brandon Cooks could, should get more targets. I would love to see him get six to eight instead of this four to five shit. But um, it's going to be close. I, I would take the over just because Seattle is that bad. Uh, that's where you'd want to attack him. 
And that's a GYG Thursday night consensus, folks. Put it in. Put in those two, that little Cowboys parlay. are hot, man. Like, they're um, they're just filling themselves right now. Um, so I don't think it's going to stop. Uh, I think uh, Dak's, Dak's in the zone right now. I, I want to have this conversation. Price, you remember we used to have this talk where Dak uh, – what was his highest quarterback finish that one year? Was it two or four, I believe? Uh, let me Let's see. see. It was somewhere top five, though. Yeah, somewhere like real top five. And then, and then after that, he never really got back to that status. And I was like, dude, Dak, I don't know if he has a high ceiling anymore. And then Price was like, yeah, if he's not going to run and, and do what he used to do, um, I didn't. I didn't know he could get back to that crazy ceiling he once had. And so, mad props to him. Uh, I'm hearing Mike McCarthy is not just doing old man Mike McCarthy stuff. That he's really integrating a lot of different schemes from other OCs and kind of taking a little bit of what he likes from Miami, a little bit of what he likes from Minnesota. You know, the the hot schemes of Detroit and uh, making kind of his own custom kind of playbook. And yeah, props to props to the Dak and and Mike McCarthy because I did not see this coming. Yeah, that was QB that, this two. High ceiling. QB this two high finish ceiling. was back in 2019. Yeah, so it's been a while. Um, and I just didn't know he could get up to this level again. All right, let's get to the Sunday games, gents. Over unders. Your boy Trey Jameer Gibbs going against the Saints. I've got him at 27 and a half yards receiving, receiving yards. 27 and a half. I think mm-hmm. he's only not done it twice, maybe in the past eight or nine games. Uh, taking over or under on there. Yeah, it's my guy, Gangster Gibbs, as fam likes to call him. Um, the champ, a.k.a. Saints. Uh, yeah, man, I'm not scared of the Saints right now. I do the 27.5 probably on almost any team, maybe except for the mm. 49ers, so. Damn. He's just too quick. He can get it in one or two. I think we had the same bet last week. Yeah, and, and last <laughs> week was the only week he didn't get that he number, get right? Uh, well, <laughs> hey, go back to that well and get your money back, folks. Yeah, get it back. Double down. Double, Double down, down. Tri- P? Double down? Yeah, it's it's tough because he did burn us last week, but the process was sound. It was uh, eight eight targets and, only, and four catches, God, which damn. most week is going to give you that 27 and a half, and he only got 19 out of it, so... Uh, I'll, I'll go back to the well. Not not too uh, not too crazy. Last week the uh, the Falcons really got us with their running backs. Uh, Bijan and even Cordell and Algier came in, and Bijan caught a touchdown there, so he was able to get loose. Demario Davis usually a pretty good uh, a, a coverage on uh, on running backs out of the backfield, but I just think that uh, I think they're going to get a lot of opportunities. These Detroit running backs with us probably being down Chris Olave. Rashid Shahid, uh, it's just gonna, it's going to be an ugly offensive game, I feel like, and that'll lead to probably more opportunities for these Detroit running backs. I think Montgomery might be a little limited in practice too. So, oh yeah, well that's even better for Gibbs. All right, next guy, that's a GYG consensus there. Gibbs again, double down on that one. Bijan, Bijan Robinson, that rookie out of the University of Texas, going against the Jets, over under. For rushing yards for him is 58 and a half yards. P, can Bijan get 58 and a half yards against these Jets? It looks like they're starting to turn him up a little bit more lately. 
Yeah, 22 and 16 carries over 90 each of the last two weeks. Red zone rushing touchdowns in the last two weeks, last two games they had to buy in between. But yeah, no, it's a uh, Bijan season is heating up over 100 total yards each of the last two games with over 90 rushing. He's so efficient on the year, almost five a carry, like just give him the damn rock and watch him go. Uh, seven, five a catch, uh, three touchdowns receiving. So he's definitely got the, uh, the, the elusiveness out on the edge after he gets the catch. He's so fluid, so good at turning up the field. And uh, we saw last week the Jets are uh, definitely – you want to attack them with the run game, the running backs. Uh, Mostert, a couple touchdowns, including a long one late. So I could see the uh, Falcons winning this game and probably trying to salt it away with uh, a lot of Bijan carries in the fourth quarter. Trey? Yeah, I pretty much agree. I mean, the Jets, the problem is that their quarterback sucks so much. Their bad SD who shuts you down just finally gives up and cracks because of basically stamina and will is broken. And they just can't be out there the whole time doing what they're doing. So I could see it starting out rough against them in that front and then eventually cracking them open in the second half. And he's going to get that 58, I think, against the Jets. Yeah, that's what happened with Mostert. He was at like 15 for 40 yep. through three quarters. And in that fourth quarter, he got his, both of his touchdowns and got up to 90 yards. So it's a uh, guy boil sooner, really sooner or later. Yeah, it wasn't really getting them chain moving, chains moving. So it's uh, uh, three and outs. And that D's just like, God damn, how much how much how much are we going to be out here? This is ridiculous. All right, GYG consensus there on the over. Bijan, 58 and a half rushing yards. Next guy, Pittman from the Colts. Been getting a lot of targets as we were talking about pre-show, uh, getting a lot of those screens, as you mentioned. The over-under on receptions is six and a half. That's pretty high, but uh, if you can look at his numbers, tell me what you think. Do you think he can get over six and a half against the Titans? You're throwing us some softballs this week, Jay. Jonathan Taylor is not going to be playing too, right? I mean, so. mm-hmm. yeah, no, Tennessee. That's how you do. That's how you do them dirty. Um, you throw on them, and this guy is top five in screens per game. He's one of the best in yak. So the 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 access to getting the ball is very easy. Uh, it's a, basically a quick throw, and then let him do his thing, kind of like Debo. So yeah, I'm gonna take the over. P. Well, yeah, man. I, it seems like we're like you know. It's just not smart to take all overs in general while betting, you know? Like, you know, well, Pete, uh, th- there's like 50, 60 guys to pick from. We're only going for sure, like for sure. You, did, you, 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 you pick some good ones, like Trey said, some softballs. Yeah, yeah no, I'm looking at his numbers here. It's eight of 11 games where he's got eight or more catches. And that's not even six and a half. That's not even seven. That's yeah. eight catches. So we're giving the fans softballs, Pete. Yeah, we're giving yeah. them some softballs to knock and them hey, out. Hey, guys, these, these might move, these lines. You know, we might be early. What is this recording? Uh, what are we here? Wednesday? So, you know. By the time it's Friday, that six and a half goes seven, seven and a half. So you never they know. They do move and they do get taken off at times. Especially so. the ones that look juicy like we like because that means more mm, people are betting These are the juicy them, ones, yeah. And yeah, they're making I'm, a move. I'm a little scared that maybe Tennessee found something and with that run game last week, Indianapolis is definitely a team that's been, you know, one of the easiest the last four weeks has been, I think, bottom five and run D. So uh, at, at Tennessee – you could see, yeah, at Tennessee, you could see maybe Tennessee controlling the ball a little bit, but I think Pittman could get seven targets and catch seven balls. You know, it's just yeah, his catch rate, uh, him, the connection, the, the 
the thing that him and Gardner have, it's pretty ridiculous right now. You know, like in a full PPR, four straight games over eight catches is just wild. All right. GYG consensus again. It's a crazy high number, but we're going for it. So, yes. Yeah, man. He's almost like a Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill type with these huge reception numbers. All right, next guy, it's your boy P, Mr. Mostert, going against the Commanders. Do you think over-under is for his touchdown? Can he get a touchdown? Uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's got uh, – how many does he have on the year? I want to say. I think he's leading the league. It might, might be CMC. CMC might have the total touchdowns. But, yeah, Mostert has 13 rushing touchdowns in 12 games. So, Yep, over one per game. Uh, Washington, one of the the best matchups, both for receivers and running backs. They're just giving it up every which way. I don't know if A-Chan is playing or not, and it doesn't really matter for Mostert. I think he's pretty much guaranteed in his 15 to 18 touches per game. Last couple, he's been over 20 with no A-Chan. So, but uh, I think... Uh, he, he missed practice today, but it's Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I think... It, and he- Exactly. And that's been normal for Mostert every week, exactly. it seems. Exactly, Jay. Yeah, he's uh, he's got kind of gotten that veteran Wednesday off, and even a lot of Thursdays he's been limited. But he's come in, and it hasn't affected his workload. So I, I think this is uh, this is one of my guaranteed locks of the week for Mostert to score. Mm. Trey, do you concur? No, touchdowns are sketchy, hard. Like anything yeah. can happen. Wilson can get a toss, a throw. Uh, you know, Mostert couldn't be 100%. Now it's A-Chain and Wilson. You never know. Like, touchdowns, uh, they're hard. They're not – for me, I like receptions, yards, completions, attempts for quarterback, stuff like that. That's a little more sticky. Uh, I'm going to do the, the, the CMC anytime touchdown later we have because uh, that's the most stickiest with CMC. But I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to say no on this one. I think I'm going to see a lot of red hitting, and I'm going to bet black. It's just a gut feeling. <laughs> yeah, all right. No consensus there. Next guy, that Eagles-Niners game. We got two of them. We'll go to CMC. Anytime touchdown, Trey, you say you're you're good on that. You take the over. He can get a touchdown. Yeah, that's the only one. Um, him, I would usually bet anytime touchdown, especially when he had uh, the record or tied it right with, what was it, 16 uh, touchdowns in, in, a, in a row? Or is it 18? Uh, 17 was the tie. 17. Split the baby. Yeah. So – I think 18 in his last 19 or something like that. Yeah, when you give me that kind of odds, all right, that's over two seasons. Uh, Purdy, uh, oh, yeah, we're done with that one. Yeah, my bad. I'm jumping ahead. All right, P, CMC, touchdown, Eagles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe that's even a, a bet you can you can get at this point. He's, like, like we said, that's <laughs> 18 uh, out of 19 times. That's... Usually, usually the odds are plus, uh, I'm sorry, minus 150 to 60, you know, so mm. – it's crazy that sleeper, whoever's doing this bet, puts it up straight up like that. But it is what it is. Well, and uh, to be fair on the sleeper over under player props, some of them are like times 1.5. Some of them are times yeah. 1.8, right? Some of them 2.3, right? This so, one's probably 1.2. 1. 1.5. No, no. <laughs> this one is, is that still at 1.5 because, as you said, touchdowns are still touchdowns. So. Yeah, yeah, but it's 1.5 because you're parlaying it with uh, – another one something else yes yes yeah but if you bet it straight up you have to bet 150 to 100 so yeah, no these are the over under player prop bets your boy trey mr purdy yeah. going against them eagles this is close yeah 254 yards yeah eagles been playing better uh and i imagine the eagles kind of moving the ball a little bit on the 49ers d 
And this one's right. This is the hardest one for me out of the bunch. Um, and I'm a Purdy guy. I believe in him a lot. I think he's a top seven, eight quarterback in real life. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under, man. I think the Eagles um, at home, and I think uh, CMC and the gang are gonna win a different way, more on the ground. Get Debo involved on the ground as well, maybe. P. Hmm. I'll say I agree with Trey in the sense that I think the Eagles are going to be able to score, but that means that I'm for Purdy getting the over because the Niners are going to have to keep up with the Eagles. Yeah, I'm looking at the games, and in the closer games, you would think Purdy would be throwing for more, but for the most part, he's not. Yeah, they're, they're conservative in those types yeah, of games. Yeah, yeah. And when they're blowing them out, then he'll get like 310 against the Giants, 283 against Arizona. So it's uh, – it's, it's how good are the Eagles right now? That's what it comes down to. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, Josh Allen went over 330 last week and three touchdowns. overtime too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one is tough, Jay. I'll, I'll, I'll go yes because I'm kind of uh, in the idea of the game script – in a little bit more high scoring, a little bit more back and forth, and with weapons like Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, if they're able to shut down that CMC up the middle uh, run game, I think that they might have to rely on some screens to CMC and such. So, I'll think he's in the in the two seventy to two eighty range, but it's it wouldn't be one of my locks. Yeah, can we Not get a, a game of no here. rain? No rain, please. Like this rain games are driving me nuts. Uh, Stick Eagles to the consensus picks, and you and you can probably hit, eh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do some finish up with some DFS. All right, Mister DFS, I'm going to turn it over to P Man first. I can kind of see what he's working with over there. The P, give us a couple of your, your, your players for these DFS buys for people to insert into their lineups this week. Uh, this game that we just keep talking about, man, it's uh, the, the Niners game, and I'm going with the stack that Trey had talked about earlier. It's Brandon Ayuk. Only uh, four targets, two catches last week, but was able to get uh, 50 yards and save his day with a touchdown. Three straight games with a touchdown, so uh, – I like him to uh, hopefully lead the way. Last week, it was the the bigger outside receiver and Gabe Davis having a big day against this uh, against this Niners. D, I mean, against this Eagles D. And so, I like Ayuk to have the uh, the best day out of any of the pass catchers. He's only seventy two hundred, so wouldn't even be the most top shelf receiver. You know, save a couple grand down from the uh, the hill in the Cooper Cup types. My cheap guy also mentioned earlier, it's uh, hopefully we can get a resurgence. I believe this was Trey's uh, GYT tight end, Jawan Johnson from my Saints. Uh, yeah. It's necessity, you yeah. know. It's not, He uh, had a, had a quite a few targets back uh, in his first, I think, second game back last week, but the, we've been ranch, yep. ramping him back up. He had a long-term calf injury that was keeping him out. Yeah. But uh, he's, he's back, and shit, Shahid looks like he's out. Olave, I'd say, is most likely to mix, miss with a concussion. Uh, I like Kamara and Jawan Johnson to get a ton of catches. So uh, if you if you need a, a high end running back, you can go with Kamara in the full PPR system. But Jawan Johnson's only thirty four hundred versus Detroit, so you can get that rock bottom tight end and still uh, be able to afford some of these top top other options. 
my guy. I got Bijan because it's Bijan season finally. Yeah, they're not, they're not pricing him correctly, man. He's been around the six grand mark for the past few weeks. Like they're not, mm-hmm. they're not uh, responding to his increased uh, volume. Get him while he's cheap, folks. And then the other guy, I like Russell Wilson as a cheap quarterback against the Texans defense in this what I think could be a nice little shootout so Russell Wilson $5,700 cheap quarterback yeah very reasonably priced good floor too he don't get a lot of yards he only averages like 190 a game but this guy somehow is this money with the touchdowns and uh and 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 he's rushing more yeah exactly Sean Payton's he, it took him a while. It took Sean Payton about four or five games to figure out what Russell can do good. But it's uh, short passing and, and rushing. He, he doesn't have the deep ball really anymore. When he does, it's just a it's a total prayer to Sutton. But uh, like but a, yeah, these these running backs and tight ends are getting involved in the uh, in the the running the zone reads. It's like it's 2014 all over again with Russell. Well, he lost about 20 pounds, and you can see it. He's a lot quicker, lighter, but um, ah, I think too Sean many Payton danger like, witches, huh? Yeah, I think Sean Payton's like, dude, you're making probably the most amount of money in the league, right? A quarterback and you're giving me nothing. I'm, I'm going to work your ass. <laughs> Try who you run. got. I got Josh Downs. He's my cheap guy. 5,100. He's playing Tennessee. That's how you go at Tennessee is through the air. Uh, they're one of the worst, worst corners. Um, he had 13 targets last week, but he only brought down, I think four, four to five catches. So I expect that 13 target, uh, not be 13, but still right up there with Pittman's numbers. Uh, it's them two and nobody else. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's out, like we mentioned earlier. So someone's going to take up uh, the slack, and it's not just going to be Moss. Uh, my other guy, um, they're both kind of medium medium bin here, and we're not going to the, the bargain bin yet. This is Najee Harris, 5,200 at Arizona. Uh, he just looks really efficient per touch. Uh, he had one of the best runs, if not the best run of the year last week. Um, he's one of the most pissed off guys in the locker room from every, everything that went on with the, the play calling, the sharing the role, the firing, getting new guy in. But, man, a change worked. It worked well. I'm glad they did it. Um, Pickett's starting to play well. They're throwing over the middle. And as long as they're um, uh, not just doing this short, sweet stuff and they're kind of taking chances like Stroud and them and throwing over the middle and taking risk. Uh, these throws were not easy. Uh, Firemuth was literally splitting safeties here and they had to be perfect and Pickett was hitting them, but Hey, you don't risk it. You know, you never buy a lottery ticket. You'll never win. So I think they had to be more conservative. And, uh, even Jalen Warren came out and said, that's one of the biggest uh, changes is, uh, we're taking more shots and not being so, uh, conservative and it showed. So that opens up the running game. And I think Najee Harris against Arizona is going to really take off. He's been impressive, man. A lot of people talk a lot of shit, but that run was a was a statement. I feel like you know yeah. the angry run, uh, as Kyle Brandt calls it. You know, it's a, it's it's been a, it's got to be tough. And I think there's a reason Najee was so pissed off. And so you know, he these kids all listen to social media. They all listen to the podcast. They all watch Sports Center. And whenever your name is negative on everybody's mouse, it's it's a lot of motivation. So. uh He's been impressive. He looks uh he looks like a poor man's Eddie George, like a very tall, upright runner and not real thick like LeGarrette Blunt or Devin or Derrick Henry, but a little bit skinnier, but like lots of stiff arms and elbows and knees and shit that you just don't want to tackle, man. It's gonna it's gonna be hard to tackle him when it gets cold in Pittsburgh. 
Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that game, actually, that Steelers-Cardinals game, because the Steelers, I'm just baffled by them. They're like the worst 7-4 and four team I've ever seen, but they seem to keep winning, so. Yeah, Curious. but they have talent, you know? Like, I, I like their, you know, everything well, but Pickett. I was high on Pickett earlier. He keeps making me, you know, d- you know, digress on him, but I like the whole, I like, I like Pickens, I like uh, Johnson, I like We like our like potential. Warren, I like Harris. They were all yeah, preseason darling. For sure. Yeah. Well, the coordinator change, man, it could be all different now. With Fryermuth back, I heard that uh, Canada was just obsessed with throwing outside the numbers with Kenny's small yeah. hands and gloves and the, and the tough Pittsburgh weather. I just didn't understand how that's not – that should not be your main thing to do is try and throw outside the numbers with Kenny Pickett. Like, give him a chance at Muth over the middle, some of these slants, some of these crossers with Pickett and Deontay and get the ball to Warren and Harris and give, your buy, give, give him a chance to succeed because, yeah, man, I just don't feel like he was – put in any kind of real prime opportunities. You know, you see some of these coaches like Bobby Slowick, you know, fucking Shanahan McVay. They're just setting up these dudes for so much success. And Kenny Pickett was just fucking let out there just to sacrifice, man. It was tough to watch the first few weeks. And it's a lot better now that a, they've made some changes on the O-line and and really once they got the new coordinator in there and he's actually using the middle of the field, you know, give them the shortest completion possible. That's over the middle to fire mood. So I think we could see uh, this this team that a lot of people talked a lot of shit about. Mike Tomlin doesn't give a fuck about what you say. He's a he gets a lot of results, so we'll see what happens. But uh, they got a great schedule too. If you look at the, the 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 upcoming games, a lot of Pittsburgh, a lot of Green matchups. Yeah, yeah. Tomlin is the man. All right, let's get out of here. Week thirteen, gents. Good luck to us all. Good luck to us all in all of your leagues if you're still alive. Man, it is nut-cutting time, Jay. Guillotine, got a couple other playoff pushes I'm trying to make. It it It's fun, but it is nerve-wracking. I'm fucking trying to get these bye weeks, baby. I got a couple of these uh, high-end teams. So looking at making the playoffs in three out of four, just trying to find, figure out the seed. And the one team uh, one team that's not making it is my goddamn league, MFL. Uh Pretty, pretty pissed at myself. I uh, traded away Rashad White and Mike Evans two weeks ago because I had two Tampa Bay guys and I got tired of playing both. The plan was to trade one. But, you know, when you're trading, you don't always get what you want. And I had to go back and forth many times, and they both ended up having to leave. And uh, if I would have kept both of them, I probably would have won at least one of the two weeks and kept me in this thing. So bad trade on the trade deadline, forced to move a probably shouldn't have made. Lessons learned. I'll do it. Week yep. 13, good luck to us all. Peace. Peace.